That'll taper off around midday or so. 60s go to a high tomorrow of 70 to low 70s. Some lasting clouds, Saturday night 50s. Becoming partly cloudy to cloudy, Sunday afternoon a chance of widely scattered showers. Likely rounds of showers Sunday night, ending overnight Sunday night. And it's a dry kickoff to the new week. Partly cloudy Monday, that afternoon high of 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as, as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Oh, here we are again, once again, with the food show. And when you bring it up, even a little bit uh, for a moment, you hear from just about everybody is uh, in the recent and uh, more uh, attractive dining here in New Orleans, where you can get anything from the lowest ends and get it really quick and snappy, or we could give you a radio. Uh, and even the lowest ends are pretty good. And the even, that's right. That's the good thing about it. The lowest ends are even really good. Yeah. We welcome two new listeners whose names we don't know, but who we see in no? Oxlot 9 all of the time. And, uh, and we were there for lunch today and yeah. had another great meal as usual. And I... When we talked to Henry last week and we were talking about fish and chips, that kind of stuck in my brain. I wanted fish and chips today. So we went to Oxlot. So, Henry, I sent you a picture of the fish and chips. Will those do? I saw. They look delicious. How are the fries? They look really good. The fries are great. Yeah. They are fries. The fries are fresh cut. Thick, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, I mean, they're not chips. That's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like you, if you want real fish and chips, go to England. But, um... <laughs> The fries that we oh, that are called chips here for fish and chips, you know, I mean, we're just pretending anyway. Oh, but their um, their fries are really good there. Can They're I ask you? Really good. What do you put on it? <clears throat> on what? Uh, do you put anything on the fish and chips? Do you do you put the ketchup on the chips and then nothing on the fish? I don't do ketchup at all, generally speaking. Okay. Every now and then, I may get a whim and do. Ketchup, but you know, my mom back in the 50s and 60s, I thought it was really odd because everybody did ketchup, but she mm-hmm. always did mayo, oh, and gosh. um, and that's kind of you know, an aioli if you want to think about it. If you, I mean, before be aioli yeah. became a thing, uh, mayo, and and that's a European thing. I mean, it's it's we, is I it? Mean, ketchup, I didn't know that ketchup. Ketchup is an American thing. No, I'm not talking about mayo. I'm talking oh, about I'm talking about like an aioli kind of thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't eat ketchup over there, and I I, um, I I've gotten out of ketchup. I almost never eat ketchup. But the sauces that you saw in that picture were um, not a remoulade. Not they're, they're they're not a remoulade, and they're not a tartar sauce. They're just this other kind of sauce. And uh, I've decided that I like white stuff with fries mm, okay. better anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I was that one. place feels good, but it could dep- have some showing different differences between the two 
among the several people who are going on the air with us. Yeah, there's a lot of mayo over in Europe. I discovered that when we were on our honeymoon in Belgium 25, 30 years ago now. And um, it, mayo was a big thing there for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, so that what is interesting. Say, I, I was mm -hmm. going to ask because what I was hinting at was uh, do you put the malt vinegar? on your fish and chips no no because first oh. of all i um i don't really um find much fish and chips i mean where do you find fish and chips i uh on the west coast there's more more fish and chips places than you would imagine i have to say really where like where well, in Santa Cruz, there was one where I went to college that I would go to fairly frequently. But again, that's a very seaside kind of town. And then, well, was was it a, a like a mom and pop, or was it H Salt Fish and Chips, or whatever it was? <laughs> it was definitely. It felt mom and poppy, but it also felt uh -huh. very. Uh, it was very beach bum pubby, uh -huh. you know. So it was a okay. lot of seafood and a lot of uh -huh. you know beer on tap, that kind of uh -huh. deal. And then there's a really nice. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'll ask my dad, but there's a really nice English pub in L.A. that does a wonderful fish and chips. Oh, yeah, please <clears> ask your dad. Please I will. ask your dad. I uh, know that. Would you uh, tell us about that uh, restaurant? Because I, I think it's been around a while, as I think you've just recently said. But uh, it's been a while since the last time I checked them out. This is yeah. the... Yeah. It's, what neighborhood <laughs> is it? Uh, it's up uh, up near Hollywood, I think, uh, if huh. I'm remembering correctly. And it has okay. a very English aesthetic. It's got the kind of brick walls and all that, and they kind of make it up to be a little English pubby. But it's a little it's kitschy, but Ventura, it's good. It's not on Ventura, is it? Is it on Ventura? Oh, goodness. You're stretching because, my memory. I don't know. Because there was a well, place not far from where Jude lived years ago, and they it, it was a pub. It was an official mm -hmm. pub. Yeah, I mean, like a real pub. And, um, and I never had a fish and chips or there. Something, yeah. No, it was like, um, I don't know, it, was, it had the puppy name, like Fox and Hound or something. It's and, always an uh, animal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of animals, who wants to get grossed out? <laughs> Do we have to? I had a feeling this was going to come our way, but yeah, here it is. Speaking of ahead, animals, what's the problem? It is hard to, to convince an animal not to be an animal. So this morning at 7.30 in the morning... I look out the window and see my puppy, who's 100 pounds, mm -hmm. uh, who had just gone out for his morning walk out of the gate. Uh, I saw him come back with a thing in his mouth, clearly a small animal. We have the most adorable population, I guess dwindling, of rabbits here. We used to see, we used to see um, deer. It would not be uncommon, particularly on a cold day, to look out on the road that goes into our property and see deer, but I am—I never see deer anymore. But I do see little rabbits right before dusk, and they're so cute. Is and it so on a Wednesday morning, by any chance? They—they they moved kind of to the bushes by the end of our driveway, and I have to oh. always slow down when I'm turning into the driveway because I don't want to roll over one of them. I think one of them was eaten this morning. When mm. I looked out, the Gosh. dog had a whole rabbit in his mouth, and I was going to go try and rescue it in case it was, you know, still around. But oh. it was, um, he ate the entire rabbit. There's a, a long-time tradition of eating chickens in the uh, middle of the day. I thought you were going to say it was a long-standing tradition and, uh, of eating whole rabbits. No, and it's you. still there, and it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I think, Thursdays. 
Is it uh, thir- actually there's a Thursday Wednesday special Thursday. of rabbit at New Orleans Food and Spirits, and I decided that they must be really tasty um, because the dog really really enjoyed that. Was that gross enough for everyone? Uh, gosh, it got he polished it off my attention. One hundred percent. Is Henry still? Are you still there? Henry? I, I'm still here. I'm just <laughs> grossed out off air at the moment. <laughs> oh well. I could believe me. There are so many stories is, I could tell you about the things is, that happen at the Cool Water Ranch. Every time I hear that little, every time I hear that little rejoinder, things are not what they seem. I just chuckle to myself. I just have to crack up. Well, you're not you're not the first one yet. <gasps> uh, there are people who certainly not. can tune this in and That's away they sure. go, and so do you. Yes, yes. Anyway, Henry, I want the name of that pub because I love pubs I and. Um, and, I, and it's another one of my things where I, th- I like the idea of it more than I actually like it. Although I do, um, I do really like fish and chips, but the fake American version. So, no, I don't eat the malt vinegar, nor do I eat the smashed peas. Do you eat the smashed peas? I love them both. I, I really okay. do. I really okay. do. Okay. So you actually want the real deal. Okay, this is not the real deal. The, the picture that I sent you of the Oxlot fish and chips, it is not the real deal. It's uh, got the tempura batter. As long as it's good fish and it's well it's fried, there you I go. am sure that it'll it's be delicious. Good it's good fish. It's well fried. It is the tempura batter. It's exactly the way the batter is exactly what it ought to be, but there's mm-hmm. no malt vinegar and there's no um, and there's no smashed peas because this is America after all. So it's our little fake American version of it. But it is yummy, yummy. And I tell you what, though. <laughs> I mean, it's like my brain is discombobulated from the noise in that place today. It's, that is a fact. It, wow. I mean, I never, I never pay attention to noise See, uh, in restaurants. And what's really amazing that- is Tom is always <laughs> complaining about it. And I found it utterly deafening in there today. So poor Tom was left with two choices outside, which he hates, and inside noisy, which he hates. So believe it or not, he chose inside noisy. Well, I don't know. I I, I have a, a, a it was, it was, it I have was an eye for uh, more uh, food out there. Crazy, yeah. like it was so crazy. There was a table of about maybe twelve or fourteen behind Tom. It was an office party drinks abounded and everyone was yelling a little bit louder at the person down the table there was another six or eight top right next to that one and then another six tops so there was a lot of a lot of revelry there and a lot of drinks and a lot of noise Mm. and the waiter came over the waiter we usually have came over to say hello and he said, boy, it's noisy in here today. I said, it's like unbelievable. Nevertheless, another delicious, delicioso meal uh, consumed at Oxlot 9. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back, 556-9696. Thank you. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180. 
with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Anna Dell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? It does. It's actually really nice outside. Yesterday was like 70 degrees, which is kind of perfect. I want to tell you about Norjo, which is a cute little emporium. I would call it almost an emporium right on, uh, it's Frisco, Frisco Avenue, right at um, the railroad tracks where they meet Metairie Road in Old Metairie. You can't miss it. It's got a little red, white, and green flag out there. And sometimes there is a sign for whatever the new project is that the owner mark has going he is definitely an entrepreneur with lots of ideas and he has taken norjo's to a different place there's a lot of fun activities there's a bakery that provides them with the kind of arthur bricado uh, or bricado's um, italian treats but um without the weight and without the uh, the parking issue. They have the fantastic muffalata, which is also as good or better than Central Grocery without the parking issue. They have a- Where is that, that last Norjo, one? at Norjo. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Norjo yeah. Imports. Once it's, a uh, genius It's a place, place where you're going, they have a great little sandwich called a Lindy. It's a meatball all sub they have uh the cheese wheel which is where you can go in and get some fresh pasta they have um the place to find those very special real imports like the real deal olive oil from italy different kinds of spices and just generally interesting things norjo imports if you haven't been lately go pay them a visit you will definitely find something interesting there for sure 505 frisco avenue in metairie at phone numbers 833-9240 norjo imports all right uh tom it is yes ma'am mm-hmm, it's shepherd's pie day separate's pie day no not separate shepherd's oh huh. well, tell me more pie speaking of pub food although it's called cottage pie in the uk it's the same thing it is um mashed potatoes yeah over ground beef mm-hmm. over some kind of vegetables 
and have they been a big hit? Because now that's the American version. I'm not sure if there's cheese on the one over there. I don't really remember, but um, it is great for this kind of weather. And I used to really hate it when I was in school, but that's because they really didn't know how to cook it. And I know that there are people who loved their school cafeteria's version of shepherd's pie. But I guess even as a um, food castaway, having been raised on Vienna sausages and the like, I always knew deep inside what was really good or not. And I defy all of you cafeteria people to say that it's real shepherd's pie, what we were served in the cafeterias at school. Anyway, I was scarred about the shepherd's pie. I didn't really get to eat um, the purchased lunch very much um, because there were just too many of us. And my mom made a cheese sandwich with a pickle for everyone every single day. But that's another, <laughs> that's another story for a therapist. But anyway, um, when I did eat it, it was not it, was, it wasn't really all that hard a sell for me not to get a, a, a lunch food. I just didn't really like cafeteria lunches. But you did, didn't you, Tom? You loved your school lunches everywhere you went. Uh, not really, but it was uh, some of the things where some of the places I went uh, where I was having dishes for the first time in my life. Really? My, yeah, my really? mother, uh, mother and company. Because you always, always said your mom was really a good cook. She cooked all the time. Uh, but it, uh, she did it her way, as and as soon as did it arrived. Did your mom ever cook shepherd's pie? What? Did your mom ever cook shepherd's no. pie at home? No, that's a Brit kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she, she did her food and her style, and that was that. Pretty much. Did anyone's much. mom cook shepherd's pie at their house? I can't imagine that they did. I mean, well, actually, where well, the heck out my in the country? mom had. Uh, my mom was German and English, so if there was going to be a dish cooked at my house, it should have been shepherd's pie. But um, and my dad was Irish, so um, but we had sauerkraut instead. Well, nothing sauerkraut, wrong with that I either. Love sauerkraut, absolutely love it. Yeah, uh, it was all always there. Uh, I, yeah, but your mom I, basically I don't run into stuck it too to much, your mom basically stuck to New Orleans Creole classics mm -hmm. yeah makes sense so um we didn't get you know we didn't we didn't ever have shepherd's pie cooked at the house but we did cook a lot of shepherd's pie at this house and um i'm kind of thinking i want to do it again we haven't done it in a while but when i cook shepherd's pie <laughs> i load it up and it is, uh, it, it, it spills over, so I have to cook it on a cookie sheet. I have to put the casserole dish on a cookie sheet so that the cheese, when it melts and runs off the side, goes to a cookie sheet, at which point it becomes a cheese crisp. And who does not love cheese uh, crisp? crisp? Who does not love cheese crisp? That could crisp? be almost everything. Mm -hmm. five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to us about shepherd's pie, here's what Tom says about it. A casserole with layers of ground beef, mashed potatoes, and cheese. It has roots in Greece and the Balkans. 
If I may uh, interrupt. Jump in, sure. Uh, back in the early days of doing this radio show, which mm-hmm. would have been in the late, uh, or somewhere in the, 19-aught. where we just got it to 18. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody uh, thought, you know, we ought to do those pictured shapes. What's your, what's your uh, idea with that? <clears throat> and one of the people in that group uh, was just always incesting, uh, mm. mainly mm. to get oddball versions of other approaches to uh, your little lemon juices, you know, that kind of thing. And it, uh, they kept the, the people who would show up for that and just yanking a lot of things out. Now, I know that when you're having those Things happen to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh You you wind up with a lot of stuff to tell the rest of the world. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like it enough, but I don't think it's it's not something I'd eat once a month for the rest of my life. What shepherd's, shepherd's pie? Shepherd's pies. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think. I don't know. I wouldn't eat anything once a month uh, that I would cook, but um, and you used to eat things once a week, but. Um, I mean, we don't cook anyway, but I would definitely cook shepherd's pie once a month. I think it's worthy of that. I know our little grandsons really love it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Back to your discussion of shepherd's pie. In the Balkans and Greece, dishes like moussaka show family connections. In Britain, where the dish is most popular, it's called cottage pie. Cottage pie. What's the Cottage difference pie. between that? There it's often made with lamb or mutton, Ooh, uh-huh. as you would imagine it would be given the name. In America, shepherd's pie is best known as a dish in the regular rotation in the school cafeteria. Some love it, some hate it. You were in the first category and have managed to infect the rest of your family with this taste. We start with a layer of corn or squash or something else crunchy on the bottom forget the crunchy here uh then the ground beef cooked with onions and celery then mashed potatoes a crust of cheddar cheese we make it when we have too much ground beef or mashed potatoes in the house yes that's exactly what we would do if we had leftover mashed potatoes from something it would become shepherd's pie but if i were to give a quick recipe for shepherd's pie the way we do it here how about the kind that has below the mashed potatoes part is exactly one and a half people from the top layer of the uh, the rest of the buttery uh, kind of uh, and we the guy who first got interested in that started bringing to it and I haven't seen him since it's uh well if I were to if I was and I, I I specifically say that you're supposed to say were but now we've been told by the by the speech police that you can say was or were but um but I would do um, squash and, That's always welcome. And so freshing. Zucchini in little slices. And then, I not slices as in discs, but as in discs and then quartered. And then I would put them in a pan with olive oil until they are not crunchy but wilted. And then put some corn in there on the bottom layer. And then I, uh, I've decided I really like my um, Sloppy Joe recipe which is essentially ground meat, onion, celery, garlic, bell pepper, and um, a little mustard, a little ketchup, and um, Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire for sure. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, and then I I make that and then 
that would be the next layer and then mashed potatoes on top of that and then a ridiculous amount of grated cheese. That's really good. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think I want to do it. Back to... Oh, you Where are we on this? That. Yeah, I was back to Shepherd's Pie. I was going to finish what you had written, but I did finish what you wrote. So there it is. Well, good. Shepherd's Pie. Uh, let's see. You also have in your um, edible dictionary, which is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, as uh, Food and Wine magazine calls it. Uh, the Edible Dictionary word of the day is Irish stew, a layered chunky stew made with lamb or beef, potatoes, onions, and sometimes cabbage. It's as often baked in the oven as it is simmered on top of the stove. In its most traditional form, Irish stew is made from neck of mutton with more potatoes than everything else put together and baked slowly and moistly enough that there's little, if any, browning of the meat. There are a lot Irish of things that are kind of like the, the uh, traditional way to, to, uh, to serve or cook what, you, what you're said. doing. Just yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and uh, a, a lot of them are very creative and uh, it, I haven't even thought about it in a while. I'm going to get something of a, an article on that in the mm -hmm. next a few more here and see what really there is to that on the front end or the back. Speaking of meat, <clears throat> you had yes. mussels. You had mussels, mussels today. Yes. Uh, there was a really intense amount of juice from the mussels that you had today. And um, it had some sort of sausage mm. in it. Ah, this and, is a, this is a uh, very say, good soup. I have to say, make. if sausage is not really browned, I don't really find it all that appealing. But um, but I'm curious as to what that sausage was because it's a different sort of taste. Did you like it? Yeah. Well, you loved everything about th that dish. It's a it's one of those you things that looks a, just a little too creepy. Uh, so as not to just jump in and right, do it. the bottom of the Louisiana Radio Net, bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be right back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. In the past two weeks, six people have died in fires in Louisiana. State Fire Marshal spokesperson Ashley Rodriguez says last year, 75 people died due to fires, and so far, 70 lives have been claimed in 2020. Rodriguez says cooking and heating tips can help keep people safe. The primary thing that we're seeing issue-wise with cooking is when people start cooking and then they walk away or get distracted. On the home heating, some of the bigger issues are make sure that it is a good distance away from anything that is flammable. State Trooper Jacob Brown of Rayville has been charged with one count of aggravated second-degree battery and malfeasance in office for allegedly using excessive and unjustifiable force during an arrest in Washita Parish in May of 2019. Trooper Michael Reithart says 30-year-old Brown was assisting the Washita Parish Sheriff's Office. So upon learning of Brown's involvement, the department began an administrative investigation. A law office in Monroe has identified the victim as Aaron Bowman, LRN. Tiger rag. Can everyone hear me okay? Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic, okay? But there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. 
I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag assistant editor William Weathers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are underestimating. Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Good choice. Yes. Yes, who doesn't? I want to mention Basil's is having some specials for Christmas. The griller on your list needs grill things. They have all kinds of great accompaniments uh, for grilling. And they also have some specials for Christmas, $200 off a Weber pellet grill and big green egg packages of various kinds. Don't know exactly what that means, but it's worth looking into. That's Basil's Ace Hardware. Good thing. uh, Grilling uh, Central. Hmm? I I was almost finished doing it. Uh, We have bounced around on that uh, usefulness, uh, high and gray. And uh, and uh, much more enjoyable to enjoy once you have your, some of these things in there. We have a guest coming up yeah. at three. We do. Mm-hmm. Her name uh, is Caitlin. I have to look up the rest of it. Maybe Connor Collins. Um, she is with Hilton.com and is actually just Hilton, the Hilton brand and she is um the pr person at the troubadour hotel and there are people scratching their heads going huh where's that uh it is an unusual property right by the orpheum theater like a block away from that heading away from canal it's an old office building which is um probably 
three or four years old now, maybe, as a hotel. The rooftop bar is very cool, and they are having a Christmas market. And she's going to be on to tell us about the things for sale at the Christmas market, which reminds me of one of the big things on my travel list. It's been on my travel list since 2011. 2011. I'm a little overdue to scratch that itch, but uh, I really, really, really want to go to some European Christmas markets. There's a particularly medieval one outside of Cologne, Germany that I'm dying to, to go to. But if you've been to Christmas markets over there and would like to uh, regale us with some stories about it, I would love to hear about the Christmas markets in Europe, oh, which are probably so closed wonderful. this year, but have been... Um, a really big draw for American tourists for about 10 years now. Only about 10 years, though. But um, I definitely, definitely want to do that, for sure, for sure. Hmm. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I want to hear about your Christmas market trip if you went. Deaf dining rule number 772. You should never be able to finish an entree of shepherd's pie, moussaka, or lasagna without being made uncomfortably full. You know what? I am at the point now where I can't even finish half an order of one of those things without being uncomfortably full, which kind of works because then you can eat it the next day too. Tom had an entree last night which was what linguine with like a puttanesca sauce and a puttanesca. big old, those, those big old, a funny italian dish yeah well it's it's got all kinds of stories behind it but it's you let's had hear a some. giant had a giant slab of grouper under that well puttanesca sauce has to do with the italian prostitutes doesn't it i hadn't thought about it uh, too much uh -huh. uh, but it's certainly possible yeah, to have. Uh, that's that's its origin. I have to check and see exactly how that is, but that is the source of it. You know who told me that? Um, no, tell me. The um, the Udo brothers. Which ones? The, the Udo brothers. Well, there's there, most of them are gone now. I think the only one that's left is. Um, Mark, who is the chef at Country Day. But he and his brother, Mike, who is now sadly deceased, um, Mike was a real talent in the kitchen, and Mark was more of a businessman. But they at one time operated the fantastically fabulous G&E Courtyard Grill, which is in the space now occupied by cane and table. But back in the day, before I even noticed that restaurants could be sexy, that was the sexiest restaurant I'd ever set foot no in. No wonder I never quite figured it out. <laughs> well, I can't deny that. But anyway, there is a, uh, the way the restaurant was set up is you would go into a small dining room and then the back courtyard was just a really cool place. And I always thought that it was like being in Italy, 
And it was, and this is actually before I ever went to Italy, but it, I felt like it must be like that in Italy where it's like, you know, Sophia Loren with the um, sweat sticking to the sweat in her clothes, making her um, clothes cling to her body. Nice I, thought. I thought, I thought, you nice know. body. I thought that, you know, because New Orleans gets to be so steamy in the summertime. We're heading that, that way, huh? It was kind of like that feeling I had whenever I walked into GNU Courtyard Grill. Even if it was in the wintertime, I just always had that image in my brain. But anyway, it was not a very long lived restaurant. Long enough, though. Sounds so. Uh, and pleasant. then it's had a couple of iterations before becoming Cane and Table, but the Udo brothers were the ones who told me about Putanesca. Putanesca. That's another one origins, of those interesting names. Its origins, that it does have some connection to Italian prostitutes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> see. There's a this fun little says, poem in your almanac today, Tom. The old kitchen sage says... Dishes baked in layers draw many naysayers, but uh-huh. aroma persuades them and savor parades them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't write it, folks. I just read it. I just read it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, you know, we're just doing the usual blathering on about food. Well, it's a pretty nice thing to, to ramber around about. Of course, it's uh, it's. You know, harmless. You know, it's harmless. You're welcome to, you uh, to me from, and I'm welcome to you, or let's find out it, if that's it, actually true. It gets you away from the bad news of the day, which appears to be everywhere. Guess who was born today in 1874? Um, one of my favorite, someone who brought one of my favorite things to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's... James Lewis Craft. He founded hmm. the Kraft Cheese Company, which re- re- renamed itself Kraft Foods in the 40s. His flagship product was an inexpensive processed oh, cheese. Us. Tell us uh, uh, the, the story of this. This has got to have a story in it. With a long shelf life, he named it American Cheese. At first, mm-hmm. the public yep. rejected it. Good move. But after Kraft sold six million pounds of the stuff to the army, a taste for it grew. The depression increased its popularity even more because of its low price and nutritional value, and it remains everywhere. You know what? Uh, the early, uh, about, what, 15 minutes ago, I was talking about my school lunch in third grade. I had a white bread, a little bit of mayo, one slice of American cheese sandwich accompanied by a dill pickle every single day for the entire year, third grade. It took me many, many years before I could ever even look at American cheese, much less eat it. But now it's hip. American cheese is hip. It is the melting cheese on the hippest of burgers. No kidding. I wonder it's, what that uh, adds to it. It's Shake Shack. It's on uh, any burger that is considered Instagrammably hip. The pop-up burgers all have American cheese. The double patty burgers that um, you know that's that's all about the hype. Those are all American cheese. Personally, I much prefer cheddar on a burger, but 
the the cool kids the cool kids they go for the american cheese melted oozing off the patty mm -hmm. it's been wildly successful as a resurgence uh it's had a wildly successful resurgence on today's burgers and by today's i mean in the last you know eight, mm -hmm. ten years. Good. We can only get better with this, and you've had a lot of great stuff already and do without having cheese? touching ground, you know? Do bang, you, bang, bang. What? Do you eat American cheese? Oh, sure. Do you like American cheese? No. <laughs> uh, but what, the Was thing, American cheese in your house growing it stacks, up, Tom? It sticks parts apart uh, and yet at the uh, spreading out. I think it's I think it's popular on burgers in the hip places because it melts so easily, and the fact that it My melts point exactly. so easily should disturb people. I think I don't think it should quite it should be quite that easy to melt. Maybe it's got a lot of water content in it. I don't know. Sure, but, why not? How what could go wrong? But it's it's uh, it does it doesn't move me. I eat it now, and if it's a good burger, the best burger I've had lately. Yes. Is not widely available. The no. best burger, what is it? the best burger I've had lately was at a pop-up called yeah. Bootlegger Public House. And it's a place that's going to be building a brick and mortar in Covington, mm -hmm. but now they just pop up. And it is a double patty really great burger and i look forward to having it oh maybe i could have one tonight because they're probably popping up tonight but anyway it's it's really good it's double patties oozing with melted american cheese all right all Break right time five five six nine six nine six come on back with us and give us a call Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to ParishCoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. But you know what? We, it's funny. You, you should put that up on our uh, little screen here. It like Bob because Nolan what you that. What you uh, uh, brought was uh, the, the filling and good signs that sometimes accompany uh, going from one part of your uh, 
uh, world to and, and move back and forth, and then uh, it's a new look, and then you move on to the next spot. Uh, and uh, we see you at some point along the way. At some point along the way. Tom, yeah. your words to eat by today are from Archistratus, an ancient Greek writer on food and drink. Now, that would be an interesting perspective. Hmm. Many are the ways and many the recipes for dressing hairs. Oh, how funny, because, you know, we had our rabbit eaten in the raw today. But this is the best of all, to place before a hungry set of guests a slice of roasted meat, fresh from the spit, Ugh. hot, seasoned only with plain, simple salt. All other ways are quite superfluous, such as when cooks pour a lot of sticky, clammy sauce upon it. Mm -hmm. A purist. Well, just goes to show you how ancient salt is. That's an ancient Greek writer. So salt was prevalent back in the day, for sure. I mean, you can't beat salt. I mean, if you had to, I was, I think I asked this question once before. If you had to choose between salt or pepper for the rest of your life as the single spice, which would it be? Hmm. I think um, you have to say salt. Garlic sardine. I think you have to say salt. You know, I that's, do. Uh, yeah. uh, oysters. Oysters <laughs> in any kind of capacity. I know, uh, Tom. Well, oysters are supposed to be salty by, by nature, right? The salinity you... of oysters, especially our oysters, is kind of um, one of the prize benchmarks of a good oyster, right? Salinity? One of them, yeah. yeah. Well, here comes a, a, a little dashing of oysters. We better run for the hills. No, it's not quite like that. But it's uh, almost as much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's okay. my thought. Yeah, anyway. I guess so. All right. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Let's Ooh. go to Mike. Did you know Mike is here for Mike two mics? Mike is here. Let's Hello. check out Mike number Hello. one. Mike, are you there? Almost never call two days in a row, but you really uh, <sighs> piqued my curiosity about we the bootleggers. Where, where do they yeah. pop up? We love to hear from you, Henry. Uh, Henry, the, I want you to. Wait, I want you to. I'm calling on you, Henry, it, uh, to to judge another <clears throat> thing. Mike, say hello again. Mike, wait. Hello. Here go. Let let Mike say hello. 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 How close hello. am I, Henry? Hello. <laughs> Not close enough, Marianne. Unfortunately, <laughs> not quite. There. Hello. <laughs> You have the most distinctive hello. I look forward to it every time. Bootleggers is actually popping up on Friday nights at Terabella. Oh, Nothing really? Mm -hmm. Now, Terabella is a subdivision. You talking about Fox and Corks? Is that where it popped yeah, up? Yeah, right across the street. Mm -hmm. That's still a good restaurant, uh, on though. On Friday nights, and I hate to say this because it's like letting a little secret out of the bag, but uh -huh. Terabella has a kind of a little neighborhood festival on friday nights oh, okay. And, okay. and they have pop-ups there and bootlegger oh. public house is going to be building 
somewhere there. And it's funny because I never heard of it. And I thought because it's bootlegger road, I thought it was local guys, but it's not, it's there out of Colorado or something, but it's a delicious burger. Delicious. So they have, they have locations elsewhere in the country. Oh, this is a brand new venture. I don't know. I didn't really probe it too much. I was surprised that they were from out of town. Um, but yes, they do have locations that I'm not sure where, but I don't think they're called bootlegger. I think bootlegger public house is named for the street and that each individual property of theirs is local in its nature. So wherever it is, it's like the equivalent of that someplace else. Another thing I'm curious about is I heard you reference Ventura recently, uh-huh. and I know you've gone out that way many, many times. Did you uh-huh. ever make it to a little town called Ojai? Yes, but it's not my kind of town. Is it yours? Uh, well, I went there 40 years ago. Oh, okay. And Before it got yeah. super weird? Yeah. <laughs> it, when you say weird, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's unusual, let's put it that way. But I thought it was a charming little town, surrounded by the Topa Topa Mountains. I thought I thought it was beautiful, actually. I felt like I was in the Garden of Eden. Where yeah, exactly is it? There's a lot of that in California, it's, even still. When you say it's not your kind of town, I, you, it was the vibe that you picked up on? That's no, not I'm, just not, I'm just not a mystical kind of hippie, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you were talking about being philosophical the other day. And I am. I, I, I am. know Sagittarius is the most philosophical of all the... Uh, <laughs> I'm just fascinating, Mike. What can I say? Just a mixed bag of things. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not into the um, the yoga robes and hippie yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, I got. You. I got. You. It was actually actually a teacher I went out there to see forty mm-hmm. years ago. So what, I like a exactly. yoga teacher or something? Or uh, he was more uh, this guy named Krishnamurti. He was. Uh, he had a very interesting life. He was found this very early part of the 1900s by the philosopher. Philosophical Society. Oh, so he, it was, was like that. See, that's what you went for, that kind yeah, of Yeah, he was determined to be an avatar, and then about some years <laughs> later, he rejected it all and just became a freelance teacher for the rest of his life. See, this is, this is what I mean. He just proved my point. Yeah, that's not me. That's not me at all. There is this very... Call. I'm sorry, go ahead, what? I just said an interesting individual. He had a... Yeah. Some really, uh, he's got a book called The Awakening of Intelligence, and I read that book 40 years ago, and I, uh, I can okay. say without, without a doubt it changed my life. Ah, okay, The Awakening of Intelligence. Okay, there's a lot of really unusual stuff in those canyons. Let's just leave it at that, you know? All right, but my, there's... Final thing, my final thing is shepherd's pie. I absolutely <laughs> love it, but please do not put any type of squash in it. Squash is the tofu of vegetables. <laughs> and I do. I do. You not know, can work. I can I say something about your? Yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, when I was in uh, in school, uh, people would get the the uh, the very uh, dish that we're talking about right uh-huh. now, and a lot of people say, "I don't like uh, uh-huh, mashed shepherd. potatoes. Uh-huh. What uh, mashed or this or that?" Yeah. And they, it was not popular. Uh, either in grammar schools or high school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I think it has more of a, a gourmet category, even now after a long 
a number of well, grips for this. Well, things can be improved, Tom, and you certainly oh, would sure. expect that whatever the dish it is, just a surprise. it's the bottom of the barrel if it's being served in a school cafeteria, for sure. But, I, um, I, generally, I generally have good memories of school lunches, but the two things that I remember the most were the rolls, the rolls with a die mm-hmm. for, and they had something called peanut butter crunch. And those were the two things that I just thought were fantastic. What was peanut uh, butter crunch? What was that? It was one of those rice crispy things, but uh, it, it, okay. now, nowadays when you see that, with the, uh, it's most more like a marshmallow thing. It's right, really light yeah. and airy. This was very dense because it had uh-huh. the rice krispies in it, but it also had peanut butter in it, mm. and it was almost like a fudge the, the way I remember it. But uh, just all oh, those rolls and that peanut butter crunch would have died mm-hmm. for. Them, you know? Yeah, and then okay, everything we'll else a- on the plate. <laughs> Not Maybe so I'll see you at Bootleggers <laughs> one night. Thanks for Maybe. Uh, sharing sharing the hot tip. Okay, all right. Have a good weekend. Thanks, bye. Uh, I'm likely to be found riding around that uh, very uh, unusual neighborhood at night, which is sort of like a sound stage. It it Mm -hmm. really is. It's It's a very strange place, but very cool. It's the food show. Six, nine, six, six, nine, seven, eight. Nine. No, no, no. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, oh, well. six. Mm-hmm. Do I have any uh, more little messages for you? No, we're no. just about at the top of the hour. At which oh, point, on the other side, we are going to be talking to Caitlin, and I should just look up her name. That would be the easiest, most sensible thing to do. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah, and but which I don't usually practice, but anyway, um, yes, she's going to be coming on to talk about the Christmas market at the Troubadour Hotel which is um, a not very well-known property. Um, and uh, it's interesting. And I think it's going to be really an interesting thing for Christmas because it's a small little rooftop bar called the Monkey Bar. Mm-hmm. And it was very popular when it opened, I think, in maybe 2016, 2017. But it's, it's little, and it's something that, you know, where millennials hang out mostly. But I think this little Christmas market's going to be kind of fun. So that's why we have her on, and we're going to be talking to her. Caitlin Cooley, that's her yeah, name. Yeah. And it's, uh, we'll be doing that at 3 o'clock. All right. Uh, Are you leaving us, Tom? Uh, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm just looking yeah. at something. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and believe uh-huh. me, if I, if I discover something... <laughs> This vividing or shocking. I will let you know. Oh, good. I'll Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. Yes. All right. Five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to Caitlin or to us, I'm still waiting for someone who's been to the real deal European Christmas markets uh, to talk about them because I it, it's it's another one of my romantic fantasies. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very curious about them. I'll get there one of these days. I mean, I don't know. The world is changing so much, you know, post-COVID. Who knows? I don't know if there ever will be a post-COVID. But, um, but I, I hope I didn't miss my chance. I almost went in December of 2018. And I, I used to basically let my daughter dictate whether or not we were going to go someplace because she's my favorite traveling companion. And I had already talked her into one trip that year and I didn't think I was going to be able to do it again. But I do hope it will come up again and I will get to go over there. Words to drink by for today from Nikki Six, the bass player for Motley Crue.
born in 1958 today. I hate things that are diluted. I mean, you don't mix Jack Daniels with Coke. That's a sin. Since I have no idea what he's talking about, I thought people did mix Jack Daniels with Coke and all those other things with a, with a soft drink. I just get the soft drink myself. People go, what? 5569696, it is uh, 3 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans, time for Louisiana Radio. No oh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Thank you, Henry. Henry jumped in and said, you're doing it again. Okay, I am. I'm about to. <laughs> what is that, Henry? That's the second day in a row. I don't you just know. can't wait to get out of here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. I guess I'm distracted. Could that be it? I wonder. Maybe. I think so. Who knows? It sounds like you have a zoo in the background sometimes. Well, I do have a zoo in the background. There's always a zoo in the background, <laughs> but that's kind of like white noise. My zoo is white noise, so I don't... Uh, I don't know why that would disturb me enough. Although yesterday the dog was just at the at the door without a rabbit. I'm sure if I would have an excuse oh, if the looking. dog had a rabbit in his mouth. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, all right, so we will be back with more of the food show because it really, really is time to go away now. We'll be back uh, with more of the food show right after the news from Louisiana Radio Network. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. Over President Trump's objection, with support for the legislation exceeding the two-thirds majority needed to override any potential veto by the president. This also gives lawmakers another week to work on a coronavirus relief package. In a rare act of bipartisanship on Capitol Hill, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri introducing an amendment to a bill that would provide direct stimulus checks to the American people. $1,200 for individuals, $2,400 for families, $500 for every child, and as Senator Sanders rightly says, every member of this body has voted yes in favor of this relief before. USA Radio News. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. Convicted former movie producer Harvey Weinstein will remain in a New York prison for now after his lawyers and prosecutors agreed on Friday to postpone efforts to send him to California to face sexual assault charges. Reason being the worsening coronavirus pandemic. The judge agreeing to postpone Weinstein's extradition hearing until April 9th. A once-in-a-lifetime event is set to take place. 
You'll be able to catch a celestial show that humanity hasn't seen for nearly 800 years. On December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will align in a position known as the Great Conjunction, which is the point at which they are the closest to each other in the night sky as seen from Earth. The phenomenon is also referred to as the Christmas star. While this meeting happens every 20 years or so, in 2020, the planets will be closer than they have been since 1623. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. You're listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-autopay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, he's a Democrat, announced new coronavirus restrictions on Thursday and offered some advice for Virginians of faith and practicing their faith. This year, we need to think about what is truly the most important thing. Is it the worship or the building? For me, God is wherever you are. You don't have to sit in the church pew for God to hear your prayers. Worship outside chance some early evening showers. So overnight tonight and tomorrow morning is the better chance of some showers and thunderstorms that'll taper off around midday or so. 60s go to a high tomorrow of 70 to low 70s. Some lasting clouds Saturday night 50s. Becoming partly cloudy to cloudy Sunday afternoon a chance of widely scattered showers. Likely rounds of showers Sunday night ending overnight Sunday night. And it's a dry kickoff to the new week. Partly cloudy Monday that afternoon high of 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. You know, it's great, 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 and great, too, when this methyl little biotide sits into the book a minute and makes you want to have a great dinner or supper or maybe even something of a just uh, open up at the nearest door uh, kind of feeling about it all. Hey, I'd love to have you with me doing that, talking about food around New Orleans. If you just need some help about it, or if you want to suggest some totally new ideas, call us after first getting on our phone here. It's a 696-6289. Nope. Is that 556 One of these days. Five five six nine six nine six. Really, I think I think you'll just, you know, forget about it. Oh no yeah, no! Just we'll, let me do it. We'll get used to it. Uh, yeah. Yet. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I half the time, <clears throat> I have a guest scheduled, and I forget that they're scheduled, and um, and then Henry will say so and so's on the line. So for once, I remember that the guest is calling, and I've been promoting the guest calling, and 
we don't have a guest yet. I don't know if she oh. forgot or what, but I, I do hope we hear from her because I really, really do want to to talk about this because Christmas markets are fun. And um, and this is a local one. You don't have to go all the way to Cologne, Germany for it. You can just go right to the monkey board. But I will say what it is in case we do not hear from her. There is a rooftop on the Troubadour Hotel. And it's um, Where's it that? Is a holiday pop-up market featuring local vendors. What's what, babe? Where, where is that located that uh, you, you just described? Okay, so if you were to um, if you were to go toward the Orpheum on O'Keefe, mm-hmm. and a block before you get there on Gravier, you go toward Loyola. It is. Whatever that street is between, what is the street between, um, between O'Keefe and Rampart? There's a street that goes toward Poydras in the opposite direction mm. of O'Keefe, and that's it's on the corner of that street and Gravier, and it's it's very nondescript. You can't mm. even really notice it unless you're looking for it, and about. I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't even know how many flights up, maybe eight flights up, uh, floors up, there is a rooftop bar called the Monkey Board, and it's kind of a secret unless you're under 30, and um, or wish you were under 30, one or the other. There is, uh, starting on the 19th, which is what, like... That would be. Is this O'Keefe from tomorrow? By any chance? A week from tomorrow. Hmm? O'Keefe. That's a city state. It's from twelve to five. They're going to host the Fala La La local holiday market. Features eleven local vendors, including Southern Roads Apothecary. I don't know what any of this is. Fica Ceramica. Samer Nola, Yazworm Jewels, Cocktails by Pop, Rom House Ice Cream, Artist Aaron Doherty, Succotash Ferments, Tarot Readings by Priestess Carrie Ewers, Big O Original Pops, and Elixirs by Cocktails Creative. It's the 17th floor. It's an open-air rooftop space recently outfitted with a state-of-the-art retractable roof and roof system and window system it'll be fully decked out for the holidays featuring a holiday cocktail menu crafted by the director of concepts james o'donnell now that i really really read into this because i see the word christmas market and i get all excited there's very little to do with what i just read and (sighs) european christmas market but nevertheless it's something to do so if you are looking to maybe go and um, mill around in a little small area of pop-ups, um, this would be something to do. So if we hear from her, we hear from her. If we don't, we don't. But back to what we were talking about, which was a bunch of disjointed things having to do with food, as it always is. Um, we have 
there was something else that I wanted to mention about today. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was the day in 1936 that King Edward VIII, no, no. Is it the eighth? I thought it was, I thought he was the sixth. I think he's the sixth, King Edward the sixth. He abdicated the British throne so he could marry Wallace Simpson, the American divorcee. She meant more to him than being a king, not to gainsay that you were intrigued by the gourmet possibilities of being a monarch. The expression, eat like a king, is no myth. Even if a serious king had no budget for fine dining, who would, how would a serious king not have a budget for fine dining? You know, the, I've read The one who things, needs one. <clears throat> I have read some things about uh, the kinds of things that took place in the medieval court, for example. It's kind of disgusting. I mean, I've already disgusted everybody with the raw rabbit earlier today, so I, I'll spare you. But some of the kinds of meals that were consumed in those days would blow your mind in terms of um, sheer poundage of game birds and other animals and just length of time that people would consume these things in these big banquet halls at court. Kind of gross. Anyway, I know it's, I know, I know my goal is not to be gross. It just happens that twice in one show I, I am being gross. But you were talking, Tom, in your little piece in your almanac about the, um, the pleasures of being feted as a person of importance. You were talking about a friend of yours that was a doctor and all of the things that came his way, even though he didn't need these things, that there were lots and lots of you know, gifts of bottles of wine and stuff like that. That's true of you too. We have a gigantic. Me? Well, we have we did have at one time a really large um, wine quote cellar, which wink wink is really in the pantry, but um, it's really depleted because we had your 60th birthday at Antoine's almost 10 years ago, and we brought almost the entire thing. And you got a chance to drink these old wines that you've collected for the last 30 years with people who can actually appreciate them, which was nice, I think. It was a great evening, and it all was, was great. All right. Um, ah, okay. So I just got a text that Mike called back again saying that mm -hmm. bootleggers is going to be in Madisonville. Mike, I'm sorry. When I talked to the guy, he said they hadn't decided on what their location was going to be. So I guess since then they have decided that it's going to be in Madisonville. But anyway, um, they do have a, uh, a space on line and it's their Facebook page and it's called bootleggers public house and uh I, I don't it's i mean unless they're taking over an existing building and i can't imagine where that would be in madisonville um they uh were planning to build something was the last i heard and that wasn't all that long ago that was like a month or six weeks ago that 
that I had that conversation with that guy. I hope they're there tonight, though. I might actually go out there. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. That's what we'd like to. Tom's been doing this for nearly 33 years. Got it down pretty well, I'd say, Tom. Me for just two, but we want to talk to you. So please give us a call if you would like to talk about food. That's all we do. Yeah. That's, that's all a, we're going to do. Well, we love doing it, too. Yep. And so uh, give us a buzz, and uh, you'll expand your mental hybrids of uh, not just food, but uh, wine and other things, other parts of dining out. Uh, and it's a good deal, too. We, a, we never mention that. But it's, it's a nice respite from all the bad news out there. So give us a call, 556-9696, and we'll be back. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie, 4640854. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Night and day, you are the one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So tomorrow is, uh, we sometimes go into the weekend for the almanac because we miss it if we're, if we're not in the air. We're not in the air on weekends. So uh, I just thought I would scan just in case there was something really exciting on the weekend in the almanac. And there is actually, it's National Hot Cocoa Day tomorrow. I love oh. hot cocoa. I have the largest stash of hot cocoa, I think of any, certainly of anyone I know, maybe of anyone out there, it's pretty ridiculously substantial. But, um, and they're all from trips that I've taken. And um, I discovered one not long ago, and it's, it's back in 20, 2008. And it's, um, it's called Max, who's that guy in New York? the chocolatier there's um max brenner that's his name yeah um it's by union tavern i think i don't i'm trying to think um anyway it's a it's a it's some square in new york city and it's not very far from there it's uh a chocolatier like jacques therese only not as classy as jacques therese it's much more mainstream and so I popped in there 
and got some of this cocoa and I have never opened it until recently. And fortunately it had never been opened so it couldn't get bad. I don't know if cocoa gets bad, but it's really good. I have to say it's really good. I got kind of used to this um, 100% cocoa from Hotel Chocolat, which is a, um, a fancy schmancy place out of uh, London, which is now in the United States. And you can get chocolate, 100% chocolate from them. They have their own chocolate cocoa plantations down in, you know, what is it, Central America? But, um, and I got used to that, the 100% cocoa, but now I'm back on the kind that has sugar in it because I ran out of that. And uh, I'm just gonna kind of go through my whole stash. And uh, I'll be working on this one for a while, but it's pretty good, I have to say. As you say, Tom, you were never much on cocoa. Cafe Olay fills the same need in your beverage selections. I don't know, Tom. I don't know that Cafe Olay and hot cocoa have really any similar flavor profile. I so find coffee with, with one really eye other bitter. And, uh, do, wait, there. I find coffee really bitter. Coffee is just by its nature. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's bitter. You have it's to bitter. do it right, and it involves squirreling in there. Or you have to put a lot of sugar in it. Some, you know, I don't have very much sugar in there, and no, very little uh, uh, white. Uh, well, you don't use any sugar anymore at all. You use the pink stuff. Well, this this batch of stuff I had to. Well, that was today, wasn't use, it? Yeah. And you use uh, not cream, but milk in it. But still, no, I it's, think that it was the cream. flavor profile of cream for that is that right? Mm -hmm. I think the flavor profile of coffee and the one of uh, cocoa is quite different. Although people do put cocoa in their coffee, I know that our daughter-in-law likes that a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, on cold days, uh, I, meaning me, make a very rich version of it. <coughs> That reminds her of the El Tovar Hotel in the Grand Canyon. Yes, it does. And um, kind of hard to miss it. Yeah, but I that was before I became a uh, chocolate. Actually, I liked chocolate way back then. But we used to when we when I worked at the Grand Canyon for about a year and a half. I worked in the basement of the El Tovar Hotel, the log cabin hotel, right on the rim, which has been around since the um, 19, since the 19th century, yes, or maybe the early 20th, like 1902 or three or something like that. But they had a basement and we, the personnel office that staffed the park is where I worked and was underneath the kitchen of the El Tovar. And four or five times a day, somebody would go up and get hot chocolate with whipped cream on top because it was cold there. And uh, I actually thought about doing some whipped cream the other day on the hot chocolate that I had. But, but I didn't because that's a, a premium indulgence. And, um, and I, I, really, I really shouldn't do that. 5569696. Today's the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, patron of Mexico and the entire New World. Especially the Spanish-speaking part of it. Hardly a family-owned restaurant that doesn't have a reproduction of her famous image somewhere. You know, that reminds me. I want to try. Maybe I won't go to get a bootleg or hamburger tonight. Maybe I'll go to the Amigos Taco Truck out front. Every time I pass that place, 
I, I didn't really notice it. It's probably been there for a year or more. But there's a little Mexican grocery on Three Rivers Road on the North Shore, and it's called Amigos. And I think that that's probably a good place to find, you know, like actual official sort of Latin American things. And um, I've never been in there because I don't cook and I'm not looking for that, generally speaking, but I am curious about it. So I've been saying to myself for a long time that we should go in there. And then I saw this little truck out front, which is open at night for sure. And it's a taco truck. So maybe we'll go there instead because I was, I was thinking we were going to go do something very, very small for dinner since we had a big lunch. But um, I want to know if anyone has been to that little taco truck in front of Amigo's store, the little Latin American market mm. um, at Three Rivers Road and 190. I would love to hear about it. The Edible Dictionary word for tomorrow, Tom, brought to you by Dorignex. Yeah. The top 20, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food & Wine magazine, Vitello Tonato. I'm sorry, that's kind of a gross dish in my opinion. Veal with tuna mayo. Do you like that? I know you used to really like it. Oh. Vitello Tonato. Vitello Ponato. <laughs> Well, give me an explosion. <laughs> how, do you, how do you manage to twist everything? Vitello tonato. Vitello tonato. It is a, it's a cold dish, isn't it? Yeah, it's cold. It's veal. It's like little slices of veal served with a tuna mayo sauce over it. This does not sound appealing to me at all, although it does have capers, which I do like. You like it, right? I love those. Dre used to make it a lot. Variation on it that we did it about a week ago. It's it, according to you, it's an appetizer of thin di slices of roasted veal, often from the tenderloin or sirloin strip, served All cold. All of that is true. It's topped with a mayonnaise blended with pureed cooked tuna. Yeah, but now we have this new uh, this isn't approach. This is out of a can, is it? Out of a can or or it's just a big, big okay, uh, okay. Uh, animal. Uh -huh. And you pull it around. And this is uh, what pulled me for my uh, uh, lunch today uh, as we were getting. Mussels. Mussels. Yeah, what does mussels have to do with Vitello Tonato? It's big enough to have more flavor and uh, just in general Tom enjoyment. That but the, the mussels that you had today were the best you've ever had. And Tom, I yes. have watched you eat an extraordinary number of mussels. Well, today I did. I think I actually, ate about the, actually, 25 of them. I didn't think there were that many of those. I was a little hmm? surprised. What? I said I was a little surprised. It didn't look like a big, gigantic portion of mussels as is usually the case. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet. Well, let's... Let's just hear what he has to say before we call him the gourmet whatever. Hey, Ron. Hey, good afternoon. Since it's Friday and we're always There's in Ron great here? moods on Friday, Hello. I thought we might come up with an award oh, or two. doing the smart thing by eating dinner. How about I didn't disconnect anything again? Can you hear me? I, I would not be surprised if I did. Nope, there it is. We're still there. Can you hear I me? I can't hear anything, though. Henry, are you talking to us? Uh-oh. Oh, goodness. Maybe the fact that um, Henry had to text me 
that Ron was on the phone means that I'm not hearing him. And I, I don't think, I don't think that, um, uh, I disconnected anything, although that's my first guess always. I, I don't think that I did. Anyway, let's see if, uh, if I am being heard. Okay, so I just got a note saying, yes, you hear us. So uh, we'll just keep talking, although we can't talk to Ron, who is standing by. Maybe we'll see if we can get Ron up after the break. We'll just ask him to hold on. And uh, anyway, all right, I don't understand. But back to, we, we usually just blather on among ourselves anyway. <laughs> so we'll just get right back to that. Vitello Tonato, uh, I got a text about that also. So let's see what the person who texted me about Vitello Tonato. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. It is the nastiest thing he's ever tasted. I would say that's probably true. Although honestly, tuna, you know, like if you think of tuna out of the can and you put mayo and you you know put celery or celery salt or onion or whatever it is that you put in your tuna i mean that's good the idea of putting that on top of a slice of veal though is what i have a problem with it's a that sounds a little yucky but it's one of your favorite things tom i know that you have loved it for a very long time it's served cold it's topped with a mayonnaise blended with pureed cooked tuna the tuna is usually canned yeah Yes. Although sometimes it is served fresh. Mm -hmm. um, many chefs either use fresh tuna or drop the dish entirely. Indeed, Vintello Tonato has become a rarity. The sauce usually also contains capers, lemon juice, and anchovies, but not always. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, that doesn't sound promising to me. I haven't seen you eat that in a long time, and I wonder if even Andrea is still serving that. What? Vitello Tonato. Vitello Tonato? Yes. It's, well, it's... We've invented quite a few of those today. Not that... <laughs> Actually, it's a good idea. I just used your, your wonderful almanac as sort of a blueprint for the show because it's got all kinds of interesting things in there, Tom. Well, yeah. I'm you know? always happy that we have people like that. Because mm -hmm. they, they are very useful in keeping everything on the. On you have the a page words to eat by that's kind of interesting from Christopher Morley, who was an author and a poet and died like late nineteenth century, mid twentieth century. Animal crackers and cocoa to drink—that is the finest of suppers, I think. When I'm grown up and can have what I please, I think I shall always insist upon these. You know, I haven't had an animal cracker. No. In a really long time. And again, that's another one of those things that even as a kid eating Vienna sausages, I never could get into animal crackers. They were so processed. Yeah. I never did. I never did really get into all that stuff. All right. Is this I the know. sort of thing you have? In no, mind? that's Tom is really, really digging his graham crackers. All right. It is did. time for the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana <clears throat> Radio Network. We'll be back after that. 
Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. As we wait on a rollout for a COVID-19 vaccine, the state reported nearly 3,000 new cases and 43 additional deaths today. Hospitalizations also increased by 60 to 1,589. Governor John Bell Edwards says he will not make it mandatory for people to get a COVID vaccine, nor will he provide financial incentives. Polls show a lot of Americans would refuse to take the vaccine, and some of that fear is based on reports of post-vaccine science effects. But Governor Edwards says the worst case is you have some soreness near the injection site and you feel a bit sluggish for a day. There are many vaccines, I suspect, that have had side effects that are worse than this one. And he says while there is light at the end of the tunnel, until you can get your shot, you got to keep masking up and social distancing. If we let up on mitigation measures now, it's like fumbling the ball when you're getting close to the end zone. I'm Matt Doyle. The state hopes to begin administering vaccine shots to frontline health care workers early next week. LRN. Louisiana knows how to take care of its own. We've got our roots in common, and that's plenty. Louisianians are strong. Hurricane winds seldom blow us off course because our home lies in the helping hands of our neighbors. We rise with the floods, knowing the waters are filling with bateaus to carry us when we need carrying. And we need carrying now. When our families and communities are suffering, and our healthcare workers are tired. It's time to help, time to put on a mask and protect one another the way we do in any crisis. The good times will come back. We'll get another shot at a familiar life soon. But for now, let's all wear a mask and carry on, carry one another to the finish line. Here in Louisiana, masks are more than fabric. They're what keep us stitched together as a community. Brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and on December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. 
Cousins Salad Dressings. In the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they they do. It is the the actual uh, motto of the show, I think. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to our guest, Caitlin Cooley. She is here with us. She is with the Hilton brand and is going to tell us about a... yeah, the, for, yeah, she's going to tell us a, a an event that's happening actually next week at the Troubadour Hotel. First of all, thank you for coming, Caitlin. Appreciate your calling in. And yeah, I, and I have a question. Me. I have a question. What is the tapestry brand of Hilton? First of all, I didn't even know that you guys were Hilton. When did that happen? Um, gosh, I guess it's been a Hilton now for about two years. Um, it originally okay. opened as a Joie de Vivre, two roads property, um, and then became a Hilton about uh, about two years ago. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the Hotel Troubadour, which is new on the scene. It, what, it, it was 2017, 2016? When did it show up on the scene? Yeah, it was very late 20, um, 2017, um, and it was a complete rebuild of an old office building that had been abandoned for quite some time. Um, so, you know, really new product. Um, it's, uh, you know, the tapestry collection is Hilton's sort of, um, lifestyle, more boutique sort of brand. So we really have, um, a lot of, uh, leeway and ability to do a lot of things that are, um, more locally focused, um, and, and things like that, which is really nice. We have a lot of, um, uh, a long leash in terms of all the different types of things we like to do, uh, even though we are a Hilton. Okay, now we were talking just yesterday about how much I like hotels. So uh, we're, for those people who travel a lot, we're, we're going to go into hotel talk mode. So how is the tapestry collection different from the curio collection? Is it a, is it a more downscale version? Or um, for those people who, let's, let me just give a little tutorial here. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I, I know that Marriott came out with its autograph collection first. And um, what it was was an acquisition by a major hotel corporation of regional brands of hotels that each had their own personality. And so then um, this autograph collection was a very desired, you know, for people like me who like historical properties, um, it's unique. It makes the brand, like it's the overall brand of hotel, but then there's this unique little subsidiary of it. And then I, then Curio came up from Hilton and I don't know what year that was, but I know that for example, the, uh, Higgins hotel is a five-star Hilton property, but it's under the Curio banner. So, I've never heard, and you got one on me, and believe me, I keep up with my hotel. So when did the tapestry, um, the tapestry uh, collection come in? I, I don't know that one. 
You know, I believe tapestry actually kind of was uh, right along in line with Curio. Um, we are actually a Forza property, so I would say the difference is more um, the tapestry collection hotels are going to be a little bit more uh, limited service. So we do have, you know, a full-service restaurant. We do have our um, rooftop restaurant and bar, Monkey Board. But I think, um, you know, with, like, uh, Higgins, for example, it, you, like you said, it's a five-star property. That's five-star all the way, yeah. Whistles. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be more for, you know, kind of your mid-scale, um, okay. uh, you know, kind of younger traveler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a younger traveler. Now, let me let me have you jump off to the dining thing cuz the the hotel has had uh, let's say a lot of um change having to do with your dining in that dining space. Who's there now? I know that some big names have come and gone. And what's there now and how is it operating as a dining space? Is it a is it a a real restaurant or what yeah so um downstairs we have our restaurant jane um and that was more for um we did kind of light bite breakfast um that's actually currently been closed since covid hit back in march um we are like kind of reworking the whole concept down there um you guys are always reworking that how many places have been in and out of there um, actually, just one other one. So it was previously when it first opened as the two roads, Petit Leon. Um, and then when it switched over to being a Hilton, um, it became Jane, which is what it still is. Oh, really? Okay. It seemed like there were two yep. or three. Mm-hmm. Was Philip Lopez there at one time? Um, no. That's not familiar to me. Okay. I'm not okay. sure. It um, seemed like there was a, yeah, a, a, a name chef in town that was there briefly. You know, I, I don't know anything yeah. before yeah. it was like a Hilton or before mm-hmm. okay. um, the new management okay. company, really. Okay. So um, you're talking about yeah, post, but... yeah, in the Hilton era, because I, I feel like there's mm-hmm. been at least two things in there before Jane, but I could be wrong. And one of them was like yeah. a big, you know, like a name chef in town, and, and I just mm-hmm. can't think of it right now. But anyway, that okay, was so. when it was mm-hmm. Petit Leon. Yeah, that was when, okay. it was when it opened as Petit Leon. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. So that's under, that's being reworked and the monkey board has had some changes here and there too, hasn't it? Um, yeah, well, just mainly upgrades, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, we hired a really amazing, um, concept of, uh, the director of bar concept, James O'Donnell, um, who had previously, previously been at places like uh, Compare Le Pen and Doris Metropolitan. So mm-hmm. um, he's really done an amazing job of reworking the menu. Um, we also just had a, excuse me, hired a new chef, um, Wes Graff, who came from Picnic Provisions, um, was also mm-hmm. at Doris. Um, and so we're, we're really upgrading the menu up there. We also just installed back in March um, a new retractable rooftop. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before it was completely open air, so you couldn't be up there when it was raining and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you can actually be up there um, when it's cold. You can be up there. It's nice and warm. When it rains, you know, you can just um, close up the top, keep the windows open, still have nice fresh air, but um, be sheltered from the rain. So you have command really nice of the nature feature. now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's been a big plus. 
Okay, so tell us about your special event having to do with Christmas, the market. Yeah, sure. So we're doing a, uh, a nice and distance um, holiday pop-up market. We have um, about 11 vendors right now. Um, hopefully for future markets, we'll be able to have more vendors, but um, this allows us to stay nice and spaced. Um, we'll be serving uh, really delicious holiday cocktails. Um, some of the ones that we've had recently, um, there's a really tasty new uh, hot cider on the menu, um, a really wonderful frozen coquito, which is a sort of um, eggnog kind of situation, but it's made with almond milk, um, super delicious, and um, a, a couple other different things that they're working on. So we'll have the cocktails, we'll have the vendors. It's going to be from noon to five on December 19th. Um, and we're really excited about it. So it's a week from tomorrow. Now, is there going to be, is it just a food, uh, is it just a food event or will there be things that you can buy for, you know, gifts and things like that? Yeah, actually the majority, um, uh, majority of the situation will be gifts. So we have Mm -hmm. um, like uh, Southern Roads Apothecary coming who does really amazing um, like homemade uh, cosmetics. Um, We have, um, Cocktail Creative, who makes these really tasty elixirs that can be added to a number of different spirits. So really great for any, you know, holiday dinners you might be having. Um, we have a jeweler. Um, we have someone else who makes, um, like, pre-made cocktails, which is Cocktails by Pop. Um, let's see. Uh, a really nice variety. So I think there's going to be something for everybody there. Um, and this and is the first time you're doing it, right? first time it is yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah it's the first one that we're doing now that like you said we have uh you know the command of nature <laughs> so um <laughs> we uh we really do plan to do these probably about quarterly or so oh okay um, and try to you know get a lot of different uh, representatives from the maker community here in new orleans there's just mm-hmm. so many people making amazing things here yeah um yeah. you know we really want to help support small business so Okay, now like Monkey funny. Bar is not an enormous space. It's a rather small, intimate, unless you've done something else besides put, you know, a rooftop, a uh, retractable roof there. It's a fairly small space. So how many people, I know that when the the bar opened upstairs, it became kind of a thing where there would be a long line at the elevator to get in and only certain numbers of people were allowed up there. So how is that going to work in COVID world? Yeah, well, we've actually been open since May. Um, We're considered an outdoor venue. So previously to sliding back into phase two, um, we were allowed to actually have events of up to a hundred people up there. Oh, wow. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh Pre-COVID, we can actually fit 191 people up there. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it is a little bit deceiving. Um, there's, it's kind of a, a dumbbell shape. Uh, so you have one side that we call the lakeside. It's more square area. Um, mm-hmm. We actually last night had a rehearsal dinner up there, a, seat, a full seated rehearsal dinner just on that one side for mm. 40 people, and it was very mm. comfortable. Um, and then on the other side, the river side, it's actually a bit larger. Um, so, we, you know, we can do pretty good size private events um, for full and partial buyouts up there. Hmm, cool. All right. So if you can hold on for a few minutes, I want to come back and talk about um, Monkey Board and the kind of menu that you have up there now just in a regular day. Do you have a little time to stay mm-hmm, with sure. us? Okay. We'll be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. If you have a question about the Monkey Board, 
bar at the Troubadour Hotel, which is on Gravier at, what's the other street? Um, we're on Gravier on Rampart. Rampart, okay. Uh, yeah, if you would like to talk to our guest, Caitlin Cooley, Cooley from the Hilton, uh, she would love to talk to you. 556-9696, we'll be back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. You make me feel so young. All right. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We're talking to Caitlin Cooley from the Hilton Hotel, the Troubadour. And uh, I have not been to Monkey Bar in a while. So what sort of things are on the menu there? Yeah. So, again, they have really totally um, revamped the menus. Um, I think one of my favorite items that we currently have on the menu is a shrimp ceviche. Um, super, super tasty. Um, really wonderful with uh, poached shrimp, cilantro, onions, avocado, and that's served with chips. Um, that's one of my favorites. And we're also doing really delicious tacos. Um, we kind of do a little Taco Tuesday kind of situation, um, and those are really tasty as well. Um, we have things like What's ciders, the arrangement? Ruben. I'm sorry? Oh, you do? What's the seating arrangement now? Because the last time I was there, it was like, you know, sofas, you know, with a like a middle part and then the sofas were circular. Is there are there tables for sitting? I mean, and eating? Yeah, sure. So we have a variety of different sorts of tables. We do still have um, some couches with nice, large uh, kind of coffee table sort of situations. Um, but we also have uh, really, really large picnic tables that are really great for eating at, as well as some nice two tops. Um, and again, those are all, these are all nicely spaced. So there's, yeah. there's plenty of space around for, you know, all the COVID okay. protocols and everything. Okay. All right. And so is there ever, do you serve, is it one menu and it's always bar food kind of things and sandwiches, or do you get into, is the troubadour, is the, um, the monkey board now sort of just like the hotel restaurant? Currently, it is serving as the hotel restaurant okay. um, okay. until we get Jane up and going. Um, the mm -hmm. idea was to get Jane up and going again um, about around this time, but with the uh -huh. um, you know the new restrictions and everything like that, yeah. 
we're going to hold off on that probably until maybe mid-January or so. Um, but we're really excited okay. to get that going as well. Okay. So the the menu up at the monkey board remains the same all day and there doesn't shift into a dinner menu. It's it's the same very casual sort of fare throughout the day. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we actually okay. don't okay. open exactly. Yeah, we don't open until 5 um on oh, weekdays okay. and then um okay. 4 o'clock on weekends. I see. Okay. So it is it is an evening menu. All right. And how how late are you open? So we are open until um, last calls at 9.30 on weekdays, um, open till 10, and then on weekends, open till 11. Um, there's okay. that, you know, the current mandate right now that says that um, uh, okay. alcohol cannot be sold past 11. So we close at 11. Okay. All right. Well, uh, good luck with your market and with getting Jane reopened. And I thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right, that is Caitlin Cooley with Hilton and the Troubadour Hotel, which is on the corner of Rampart and Gravier, and you would never know it unless you passed there. And uh, it just sort of sits there as an old um, office building, which has been revamped into a cool, very youngish kind of hotel. If you could picture the Ace Hotel different vibe but same sort of story there it's um definitely skews younger for sure five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we're here to talk to you just about food as we always do let's see what else is winding down your uh your almanac for today i think we might have done just about everything on here I do love the hot cocoa. I knew there had to be a day for hot cocoa. It's a big, big deal for me. Today, Tom, is the birthday. Well, not, not today. Tomorrow, actually, is the birthday of Frank Sinatra, your idol. In 1915. Tom, you must have something to say about Frank Sinatra. Uh, French Sinatra? No. Frank. Well, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, yeah. I got it. Yes. That was not a hard one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here we are in uh, our little piece of the middle of the whole uh, looking for all the things that we do so well around New Orleans about uh, finding people who uh, have the same kind of tastes or just the same line of enjoyment. (laughs) Whatever it is, it could be a lot of different things, but uh, it is all there. And given to your needs by people who are running around town writing articles uh, for themselves, and whatever that is, uh, I think you would be very much uh, amused by all this because we kind of even a little over over it is what we do with uh, all Tom, of if the... you don't have anything to say about Frank Sinatra, I am going to read what hey, you wrote you about wait, Frank wait, Sinatra. Wait, 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 wait. Because, yeah. because Frank Sinatra is your man, so I yeah. can't believe you don't have anything to say about him. Tomorrow is his birthday in 1915. Right. Certainly no vocalist is more played in restaurants or anywhere else. Indeed, you were listening to his classic A Jolly Christmas album as you wrote what you wrote. May you live long, he used to say, and may the last voice you hear be mine. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
Brilliant. Even though he died in 1998, his voice is still the last one a lot of people hear. If you could have two selfish wishes, they would be the first to be 16 again. That's true, Tom. You're the only person I've ever known who wants to be 16 again. And the second yep. would be to be Frank Sinatra. And I know that's the truth. You definitely are always channeling Frank Sinatra. It's, it seems that way sometimes if you if you like him a lot. Yes, so, I know uh, that you do like him a lot. Uh, your deaf dining rule actually has to do with Frank Sinatra. A restaurant that plays a great deal of Frank Sinatra on its sound system will have many regular customers. I've, I've got know. a whole bunch of uh, music here, and it's gone. What? <laughs> it's something else. Oh, my goodness. Just... He also has a great words to drink by, Frank Sinatra. Alcohol may be man's worst mm. enemy, but the Bible says, love your enemy. <laughs> okay. I think that's well, a good turn, one. Don't forget to turn in your Bibles. I that's a good one, I have to say. Uh, he was, I tell you what, I did not have an appreciation for Frank Sinatra until a few years ago. I know that's blasphemous to say. It is absolutely blasphemous can I if take you're a, married can I take to a break Tom Fitzmaurice. Without even of asking. course. Of course. May I? Sure. Of course. Be right yeah. on the other side. I'll be yeah. right back. Fine. Tom, 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 in a class by himself in terms of Frank Sinatra. Not only does he channel him all the time, I think that he genuinely does sometimes think he is Frank Sinatra. But I will say this. I know that um, Henry and I talk about California, things having to do with California, but and there are a lot of people who don't like California, but all I would say is what can you say about a place that has Frank Sinatra playing in open air markets everywhere. I mean, it is truly the case. They have a lot of outdoor malls and things like that. And Frank is everywhere. He is, he plays, uh, he is the outdoor serenade of all kinds of outdoor spaces in California. And I love that because you've got the beautiful weather and then you've got Frank in the background and, and what could be better than that? We were listening to, and we always do listen now, in the Christmas, um, the 101.9 Christmas. I, I just love to tune out of everything and listen to Christmas music. And between Sinatra and his two imitators, who are also very, very good, just very different, um, Harry Connick Jr., who predates Michael Buble, who is probably... I would say bigger. Um, it's it's great to listen to that kind of easy listening music anytime, but certainly the Christmas songs. It's been great. All right, that about does it for us for the day. I would automatically launch into the the number, which I kind of do in my sleep, but um, we don't need to because the show is over. I want to mention if you we told someone today at Oxlot Nine how to get the show. Which, as you probably know, is uh, two to four weekdays. And if you would tell a friend, we would love for you to tell a friend about the show. They would probably kind of like to check out 
from their cares of the day, and there are big cares out there, uh, for just those two hours and talk about food. You know, how chestnuts roasting on an open fire is just a romantic fantasy and other things like that. So uh, please tell a friend they can download the Simple Radio app. It is free. Type in 990 New Orleans, and you can listen to the show live from anywhere in a crystal clear manner. If you have missed a part of the show, you can rectify that pretty easily by going to nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. They will be up on the podcast. If you go to the food show and click on that, the podcasts are all lined up there. And you can also sign up for our newsletter, which comes out twice a week, straight to your inbox. It contains Tom's vintage pieces, which are really, really informative. I mean, Tom has a, a really big body of work over the last 50 years, and there's a lot of information in there that's not just local, but generalized information. We have that in the newsletter, also the Dining Diary, which has been a popular thing for the last 30 years and um, events and things like that, new places that are reopening in COVID world. So all kinds of information. And you can sign up for that delivered to your inbox twice a week at nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have an Instagram at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. A lot of pretty pictures always and uh you know it it just would be nice to have uh to have you follow us i do my own podcast called emmy the story lady e-m-m-i-e i read classic adapted children's uh books like the Grimm's fairy tales and things like that to kids and tim mcnally is coming up next with the dine wine and spirits show i also want to mention if you would like to give a food related book for christmas Contact us at Tom at nomenu.com. We have some hungry towns and a few cookbooks, and I also have my own book, The Susie Homemaker Chronicles. That's it for us, WGS. Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune into All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. To help the economy. It's affecting everyone from farmers to students, seniors to veterans, in red states, blue states, small towns, and big cities. And that's why the Congress needs to act and act now. Biden taking questions on Friday in Wilmington, Delaware. The FDA intends to approve a coronavirus vaccine for emergency use Friday night. Regulators rushing to finish paperwork needed, including instructions to medical professionals on how to administer the vaccine. Former acting CDC director Richard Bessler saying getting a vaccine approved this quick was truly amazing. Never in my lifetime, never in the history of, of, of public health has a vaccine been developed so quickly. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. 
Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a three o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-2468-751 and use discount code USA. The state of Texas argued in a filing to the Supreme Court on Friday that the four states it is suing didn't address grave issues, instead choosing to hide behind other court venues and decisions. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton also saying, we're not necessarily saying we, we know how they should handle their election. What we're saying is that, that the Constitution requires the state legislature to set the rules and laws as it relates to federal elections. It's their responsibility. We did that in Texas. Most other states did it. These states that we're suing failed to do that. They didn't follow their own state law, and therefore they didn't follow mm. the U.S. Constitution. That matters, and it affects my voters, and it affects voters across the country. Victims of Ponzi schemer Bernie Madoff are set to get another payout. The Department of Justice saying it has recovered another $488 million that it will hand over to some of the 37,000 victims who were swindled by Madoff. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's, on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Chance some early evening showers. So overnight tonight and tomorrow morning is the better chance of some showers and thunderstorms that'll taper off around midday or so. 60s go to a high tomorrow of 70 to low 70s. Some lasting clouds Saturday night 50s. Becoming partly cloudy to cloudy Sunday afternoon, a chance of widely scattered showers. Likely rounds of showers Sunday night, ending overnight Sunday night. And it's a dry kickoff to the new week. Partly cloudy Monday, but afternoon high of 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show. 
your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now here's your host, Tim McNally. All right, here we go. 73 degrees out there in the great city of New Orleans. Precipitation's up a little bit from yesterday. Uh, our chance of precipitation, I'll get it out, give me a minute, uh, is up a little bit from yesterday. But humidity is up significantly. We're looking for some rain. Probably going to be later on this evening after you're all tucked in. And, uh, and down. we're going down to the mid-60s tonight. Uh, tomorrow, about the same temperature range. Rain possibility most of the day, but it'll be off and on. Probably no big, uh, big, big deal going on any one given time. And then Sunday, about the same temperature as we're at today, although it's taking a little dive down into the mid-50s for Sunday night. And Monday, we're probably not going to get out of the 50s, uh, but the rain will have gone away. So that's kind of your plan for the weekend. You got something to do outside. I don't think this is going to wash it out. It's just going to make it a little more damp than you'd like it to be. Uh, so if you've got something like uh, driving through Celebration in the Oaks uh, and uh, and other outdoor holiday activities, uh, bring an umbrella, uh, bring a jacket. You're going to need both items uh, on the whole deal here. You know, we're, we're met with, with many challenges during this time of uh, COVID and uh, during our lockdown, which I fear may be heading in a rougher direction. Uh, the way uh, our reports are coming in. Uh, New Orleans really hasn't had the big spike uh, necessarily, but we are heading in a, a direction where one can happen. We're not holding down the rate of infection. It is growing, and uh, we are, uh, as many people are, uh, 